Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your weekend is off to an early and fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including a whole lot I've brought to the table. Get ready for all these on the NFL, college football, college basketball. How about some President's Cup golf? The NBA, way beyond your Charlotte Hornets. The NHL, including your Carolina Hurricanes. Major League Baseball continues to have free agent signings left and right, some of them very, very big and expensive ones. Soccer is in play today, although I will be following your lead throughout the afternoon as we come at you live in almost 300 North Carolina cities and towns. You know the format if you are a longtime listener to The David Glenn Show every Friday. We call it Free For All Friday. What does it mean? Fewer guests. And after perhaps four days of you trying to call us, and the lines are often jammed, you steer the ship. More time for calls. I've brought those sports I mentioned and did you know in the soccer world. Major League Soccer will announce this coming week that the city of Charlotte will become the latest to earn an expansion franchise. Our state already has almost every other sport you'd want to have at the top level. Only remaining exception, Major League Baseball, of course. That is not going to change anytime soon. We have the Panthers in the NFL. We have the Hornets in the NBA. We have the Hurricanes in the NHL. And now we're getting Major League Soccer. It'll be two to three years before they begin play the announcement this coming week. And did you know in that same sport, as Carolina Panthers football owner David Tepper is by far the number one reason that Charlotte is being selected over Raleigh right here in our backyard, but also a bunch of other major soccer-seeking cities across the nation. Did you know that in that same sport, the College Cup, as they call it, at the NCAA level, the final four of the men's soccer bracket is right here in our backyard. Get to Wake Med Soccer Park and carry if you can. It is being contested tonight, the semifinals, and then Sunday, the championship match, UVA and Wake Forest, two teams we know very well in this ACC neighborhood, going head-to-head -head in one of the semifinal matchups, Georgetown and Stanford in the other. If that's your sport, you, you can have a front row seat. And don't forget, although we cannot, given the size of our syndicated platform, we cannot often give shout outs to the truly thousands of high school coaches and teams and athletes that are worth distinction locally and otherwise, we will celebrate all 16 finalists as the high school football season comes to an end this weekend. In case you did not know, state championship games involving teams from all across our statewide geography. Two at Duke and Wallace Wade Stadium. Two more at Wake Forest BB&T Field. Two more at NC State's Carter-Finley Stadium. And two more at UNC's Keenan Stadium. So the big four college universities all get to play host as 16 teams seek those eight titles. One A and one double A. Two A and two double A. Three A and three double A. Four A and four double A. Congrats to all 16 teams that made it this far. Good luck to them tomorrow as they play for those unforgettable state championships somewhere here in our backyard. Free for all Friday, though, means, of course, you steer the ship. I have brought a lot to the table on football. It is... 
a week's wait until bowl season arrives. And remember, that is an avalanche of bowls these days. I'm not anti-bowls, but there are 40-plus nowadays. I see more good than bad, even as some roll their eyes at that number. Just remember that avalanche of bowls is still one week away. Starting next weekend, you're going to have a college football bowl game every day all the way into the new year. We're about two weeks away from the college football playoff semifinals, so we do have to wait for the bigger stuff in college football. But remember this as App State and Wake Forest and UNC and the Charlotte 49ers and the Aggies of North Carolina A&T are among those in our neighborhood who have postseason games to play. And as LSU versus Oklahoma, Ohio State versus Clemson, I can't remember a semifinal matchup that I was more excited about than the Buckeyes versus Dabo Sweeney's Clemson Tigers. The latter, of course, have won two of the last three national championships. As we look down the road at such things, what's on the menu for this weekend? Just in college football, you have the 120th installment of one of the great rivalries in all of college sports, Army-Navy. You will hear John Feinstein, who literally literally wrote the book on the Army-Navy football rivalry. Among our guests yesterday, we'll bring you John Feinstein, legendary author in his own words today. We'll have Christian McCaffrey of the Panthers, Luke Keekley of the Panthers, Joe Burrow of LSU winning awards left and right last night, and of course, the favorite as the Heisman Trophy presentation is tomorrow night in New York City. Joe Burrow of LSU gets my vote, and I vote in a lot of these things, not the Heisman, but many of the other ones, including those that he collected last night. Meanwhile, you got the FCS playoffs. You have college football playoff angst and debate. Almost no debate this year about the committee getting the right four teams in this bracket that was created just six years ago. But remember, there are plenty who want to see the format change and grow to eight with some tweak or sometimes major tweaks to the way things are done now. We have early NFL entries from college football, two dozen already, including supersized running back A.J. Dillon from Boston College in the ACC. The coaching carousel has been spinning all week. Sean Clark is the new guy and an alumni at App State. Eli Drinkwitz, of course, off to Missouri. Florida State has a new coach. Ole Miss has a new coach. Rutgers has a new coach who's their old coach. And, of course, we can pick over what's left in the coaching carousel as we speak. Only Boston College of the ACC among Power 5 programs has a current head coaching vacancy. I have a sense of where that search is going as we look forward to your phone calls and NFL Week 15. Keep in mind, it started last night. The Lamar Jackson Show continued on Thursday Night Football. It was the Ravens 42 and the Jets 21. You have questions and comments about the NFL or looking forward to the weekend to come. There are not as many great matchups as there were last weekend, but the Texans and the Titans go head-to-head -head as possible playoff teams. The Bears visit the Packers. The Rams visit the Dallas Cowboys. Of course, here in our backyard, it's the 10-3 Seahawks of Russell Wilson visiting your 5-8 Carolina Panthers, who are out of the playoff picture as David Tepper seeks a new head coach and as that Ron Rivera guy seeks perhaps his next head coaching job among the 7, 8, or even 9 that are expected to be open come that bloody Monday after Week 17 action a couple of weeks from now. Bills at Steelers is your Sunday night football matchup. One more to watch. I have other thoughts, questions, comments on the NBA, the NHL, 
NHL, Major League Baseball, the President's Cup, free agency, a little soccer, and shout-outs in the high school football world, among other places. Remember, if you're a college hoops fan, after a limited schedule this week, because of exams at most universities, you have, among other things, Top 25 Xavier visiting Wake Forest right here in our backyard. It's been a struggling start for Danny Manning and the Deacons, but if you want a resume builder, there's an opportunity in what's called the Skip Prosser Classic, one of my favorite coaches of all time, the late great coach from both the Musketeers and the Demon Deacons. Xavier at Wake, of course, celebrating his memory in that head-to-head -head matchup. Elsewhere, you've got... Gardner-Webb from our backyard gets a shot at Virginia Tech of the ACC, which is off to a surprisingly strong start. NC State, Kevin Keats takes the Wolfpack to UNC Greensboro. Wes Miller has the Spartans poised for another NCAA tournament bid, and I think the Wolfpack looks like an at-large team, so maybe it's a battle of future NCAA tournament teams on the hard court as those two get together on Sunday. Carolina, remember, waxed by Ohio State, waxed at Virginia. They get a chance to get back into the win column. They host Wofford on Sunday. The Heels, remember, go to top 10 Gonzaga next week, so they need a win before they face an even more difficult challenge against the Zags out west. I'll give you what my overview of what I've seen in the ACC and nationally so far in college basketball, but it is Friday. Charles Hadley producing in for Darren Vaught, who's the voice of the High Point Basketball Panthers and USA Baseball and an ESPN3 contributor. He is running around our great nation with his other responsibilities. Good to have Charles back yesterday and today. Intern Will will be the first voice that you hear when you dial 1-800-849-2761. Now, I have a lot more that I'm bringing to the table, but the rules of Free For All Friday encourage you to steer the ship. It can be a question, it can be a comment, it can be a complaint. Our only rules are it has to do with either the sports world or this statewide syndicated sports radio show or any combination of those things. So if it's not one or both of those, you'll have to wait for my political show on the weekend. Just kidding, that's not a reality just yet, although some headlines might, might bring me to accept those offers at some point soon. You can jump in within those parameters, questions, comments, complaints, NFL, college football, college hoops, President's Cup, NBA, NHL, MLB, soccer, high school football, championship games, and much more. Happy Friday to the 13th. That doesn't have to be a nightmare for you, Jason Voorhees style. We're coming to your phone calls on the other side. Ask your question. Follow your complaint. Some of you are after me all week on social media. Now you have your chance to step into the ring for a conversation, a debate, a prognostication, a question, or a comment. Those are all fair game. 1-800-849-2761. I'll say it one more time as the lines are lighting up. It's all about your calls on Fridays, Monday through Thursday. More great guests, more of my rants and musings. Fridays led by your calls. 1-800-849-2761. The lines are lighting up like a Christmas tree, you might say, here in mid-December. We're coming to your calls on the other side. Join us right now now at 1-800-849-2761. Did you hear about the latest NFL football player who was waived earlier today essentially because he used the wrong word to criticize one of his own critics and then refused to apologize in the aftermath? Is that a sign of unnecessary political correctness 
or was it just the right thing to do? More on that story with your calls. 1-800-849-2761. We are glad you're with us on The David Glenn Show. Mike Lupica, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Sports used to be called the toy department, and I said, look at the political scene, and, and, and tell me that's any more real or, or more serious than what we see when people say, oh, stick to sports. Well, who passed that law? You're listening to the David Glenn Show. I think there's a lot to still play for. Personal pride, obviously. There's a lot of guys in this locker room that you play for, too. You know, if you step out on the football field, you know, we owe it to ourselves. We owe it to this organization. And, you know, we owe it to the city and all the fans, too, to, to always give 100%. You know, when you're not playing in the playoffs, you know, it really shows who you are. It shows your true character. And still got a lot to build on. You know, as far as our mindset is, is we're going to do everything we can to win. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Free For All Friday. That was Christian McCaffrey's contribution to our unique format. Lines are open. We're coming to you statewide. Monday through Thursday, you've complained in the past that the lines are often jammed. Friday is for your calls. Fewer guests, more calls. You pick the topics. I have a lot on the NFL. I think there are at least a half a dozen sports that offer something compelling to you. As we look forward to calls with Hutch in Wilmington, Jared in Louisville, North Carolina. Norman is in the Triangle. You can call us from Boone or Asheville or Charlotte or the Triad to our west. Fayetteville or Raleigh or Durham or Chapel Hill in our midst. Greenville, Wilmington and other places to our east. Questions, comments, complaints are all fair game. 1-800-849-2761. If you are an NFL fan, you have among the treats waiting for you on Sunday, 8-5 and five Houston as at 8-5 and five Tennessee. Do I think either one is a serious Super Bowl contender? No, but they might both be playoff teams. The 7-6 and six Bears hanging by a playoff thread visit the 10-3 and three Packers. The Rams are back in the playoff picture, and they visit the 6-7 and seven Cowboys. Just remember, Dallas, while having a losing record, is still in control there in the NFC East. They and the Philadelphia Eagles, one has to win that division. We'll see how ugly the record might be. 10-3 Seattle, led by MVP candidate Russell Wilson, formerly of a whole pack of Badgers, visit 5-8 Carolina. Christian McCaffrey, were he not a running back, would be a top-ranked MVP candidate as well, given his individual brilliance this year. Of course, it hasn't worked out that well for the Panthers as a whole. A meaningless game for the most part, for the Panthers. Seattle, of course, wants to polish its postseason resume. Bills at Steelers on Sunday night. I think the game most worth watching. As we come to Norman in the Triangle, and then you at 1-800-849-2761. If you're an NBA fan, you have the Lakers at the Heat tonight. Maybe the best matchup of the weekend. LeBron and AD and friends are 22-3. and the experiment is working out quite nicely so far. The Milwaukee Bucks in the East and the L.A. Lakers in the West are both 22-3. and three. Those are, of course, the best records in the NBA by a significant margin. Your Hornets are at Chicago tonight at Indianapolis on Sunday. They are not a good team, but second-year guard Devontae Graham has been putting on one heck of a show so far. If you're an NHL fan, you've got the Canes at Calgary tomorrow night. Then it's on to Winnipeg as Carolina under Rod Brindamore is again in playoff position. 
And as they finish their four-game tour of Western Canada, they beat the Edmonton Oilers, quality team, 6-3. to three. They lost last night controversially in overtime to the Vancouver Canucks, but three points out of the possible four so far. On to Calgary tomorrow night, on to Winnipeg early next week, and then they play Colorado before coming back home for a whole bunch of holiday games uh, in and around Christmas and New Year's at PNC Arena. I will see you there at many of those. If you're a college basketball fan, you have Gonzaga at Arizona and Oregon against Michigan. Four of the top 15 teams in the country going head-to-head. -head. I mentioned the matchups closer to home. Xavier at Wake Forest, NC State at UNC Greensboro, Wofford at UNC. You can jump in on those if you like. If you're a baseball fan, I know it's the offseason, but just this week we saw Garrett Cole leave the Astros for the Yankees for a mega-dollar contract. Steven Strasburg stays with the World Series champion Washington Nationals. Anthony Rendon leaves the Nationals for Mike Trout and the L.A. Angels. Zach Wheeler leaves the Mets for my Philadelphia Phillies. Don't forget... There are more big deals coming, not many, but Giants lefty Madison Bumgarner, who's from North Carolina, is on the market. Braves third baseman Josh Donaldson also expected to get one of those nine-figure contracts. And after that, it's trade season, folks, for baseball fans. You're going to be some, see some big names on the move. So the NFL has tasty treats. The NBA game's worth watching. The Canes are playoff bound, at least for now. The President's Cup in golf actually offers me and other golf fans a rarity. The President's Cup match play event, USA versus the world in Australia this time. The Americans actually could lose for just the second time in the 13 times that this event has been contested. It's about three decades worth of President's Cup, you know, the Ryder Cup's less known little brother. It's six and a half, three and a half in favor of the internationals two days into a four-day event. I will be watching a little golf along with the basketball and football that awaits us this weekend. And the college ranks, of course, Army-Navy is the big game at the FBS level, the only game. FCS playoffs include someone we know well, James Madison, now coached by former Elon coach Kurt Signetti, a national championship program for sure. They are alive in the Elite Eight, and along with North Dakota State, which has won like seven of the last eight titles, uh, those are two teams expected to advance as that tournament bracket style moves on from its current eight teams. Norman in the Triangle, welcome to Free For All Friday. You get to steer the ship. Go right ahead. David, hello. I haven't talked Always enjoy listening to you. What a week it's been Amen. Uh, in sports and across America. I want to say hey to the boys, Thomas Jefferson and John Adams. I just want to give them a hey today. Big day, big day in America, isn't it? Yep. Big day in America. Uh, secondly, I want to talk a little bit about the uh, President's Cup. Hey, fellas, you might want to learn to putt. I mean, I know everybody can hit a 350, Dave, and I know you got to, you know, you're long off the <laughs> yeah. uh, No doubt. Uh, but make a putt, fellas. How about making a putt? Uh, it should be fun to watch prime time. Enjoy your dinner, coffee, and whatever libations are right, rolling in. Right, right. Good, good luck to the Hurricanes on the poutine swing this week. Hmm. Uh, they are really uh, – they're having a good good year, David. Let's hope they can keep the uh, the good play up. And I love seeing Roddy behind the, behind the bench. Every time I see him, I think of Boom Boom Mancini. Uh, I just can't help it. Uh, <laughs> David – have a good holiday. Uh, here's to America today. My hat's off to America. It's a good day on Friday the 13th for America. 
uh, Americans, think about what we're saying. Have and, a great That week. is an unimpeachable phone call from Norman in Raleigh. We appreciate you steering the ship at 1-800-849-2761. Here's what's weird about the President's Cup. Playing Captain Tiger Woods. There hasn't been a playing captain in this competition for like 25 years. And his partner, Justin Thomas, another of the best Americans, of course. They're 2-0 and in match play through two days. Hardly anybody else has done anything. It's six and a half to three and a half world over USA. Man, Webb Simpson somehow got the pairing with the controversial Patrick Reed, who's getting heckled relentlessly by the crowd there in Australia. Those two are 0 and 2 so far, and that's kind of symbolic of the entire team not named Tiger and JT. It has, it's going to have to be a team effort if they're going to swing the pendulum back the other way. Day three is tonight, remember, eight matches. And then tomorrow night, you get the 12 singles matches, just as in the Ryder Cup, all 12 participants play, and they go head-to-head, one-on-one, mano-a-mano, after these three days of team pairings. 1-800-849-2761. Ryan and Raleigh is next on the David Glenn Show. Welcome to Free For All Friday. Hey, thanks very much, David. Sure, man. Um, so, as a Giants fan who is kind of a man with a quarterback, kind of a man without a quarterback, yeah. um, because I think the jury's out on Daniel Jones, um, I just look back at, you know, the last, I don't know, five, ten years, I'm not a, I'm not a draft guru, but at what point are teams going to stop obsessing about tanking and taking the number one quarterback? When you look at who the elite quarterbacks in the league are, hmm. And how many of them are even drafted in the top five? It's an interesting question, right? Lamar Jackson was found by the Ravens at the end of the first round. We all know the famous example, Tom Brady of the Patriots, was found in the sixth round long, long ago. It's interesting that you bring up tanking in the NFL because there is no doubt. I mean, there are publicly stated goals of tanking from the official representatives of NBA franchises you know, sprinkled throughout the last couple of decades, right? They, they not only do it, they admit it. It's harder to find NFL people who will say, yes, we're tanking. And remember the conversation about the Miami Dolphins? You know, poor Brian Flores was essentially paid to lose this year. Well, not exactly, right? Because after they had their ugly start with an inferior roster, next thing you know, they're stringing wins together. They're beating the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, it's... It's not as often a publicly stated goal. We're going to lose as much as possible to get as high a pick as possible to get this player. And I think one of the reasons it's not as typical in the NFL is that in the NBA, you and I may not be paid NBA scouts, but when LeBron came along, we knew he was going to be special, right? And when Anthony Davis came along, we knew he was going to be special. It didn't take a rocket scientist or a scouting advanced degree to be able to figure that out. Now, lower in the draft, yeah, it gets harder. And people miss on lottery picks all the time, and sometimes they find, you know, the hidden gem in the second round or more rarely as an undrafted free agent. I don't think the NFL works that way. I, I, don't, I don't think you're as sure that you're going to get what you want, even if you end up with the top five pick. So, I mean, I'm trying to think. The worst teams in the league this year are the Giants and Washington and Cincinnati and Arizona and Miami and Detroit. Those are the worst records. Are any of them publicly talking about tanking, losing on purpose to maximize their draft choice? I, I don't think so. I, are the Giants doing that right now, Ryan? No, they're not. I don't know if fan bases are. I guess my bigger question is, as a as a NFL GM, are you more 
apt to have success taking another need, knowing that quarterback is harder to, to predict for the next level. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, t- I'll put it this way. There is more data that taking a running back high is an unnecessary risk then there is data that taking a quarterback high is an unnecessary risk because you just named and we named some lower selections that turned out to be great quarterbacks. But there are top five picks who turn out to be great quarterbacks as well. So I don't know the math on that. You all know the math on running backs, right? You know, because there's such turnover at the running back position, because the rate of injury is so much higher, because the tread is proven to come off the tire, that doesn't mean that the occasional running back is not durable, you know, into his 30s or whatever. This is an average, right? This is a collection of data. And essentially, whether you're Christian McCaffrey of the current Panthers, who's on the field for 90-plus percent of snaps and just has an incredibly high usage rate, or anyone else, at some point, your body is likely to break down. This is not a straight line, right? There's no guarantees. But it's proven over and over and over that running backs get churned through more quickly and more often. And so... Why do you see special talents come out of college, and yet sometimes they're picked really, really high, but often not, right? The Giants, I thought, made picked the best running back available in Saquon Barkley, and he's been great, but what have the Giants been, right? So it, it, that's just kind of add added fuel to the fire. Be careful picking running backs too high. I, think, I don't think the math supports your theory when it comes to quarterbacks in the draft because – you know, Philip Rivers was a really, really, really high pick. Peyton Manning was a really, really high pick. Whatever you think of Eli Manning, he was a really, really high pick. Cam Newton was the MVP. Again, another number one overall pick. I know he's broken down now, but you can't just flush what the guy did as a record-setting quarterback for much of the last nine years. So I don't, I don't think NFL teams admit to tanking, and I think in almost every case – it's more, if we know we're not making the playoffs, this is kind of like the trade deadline in some other sports, you wouldn't, you wouldn't typically sacrifice an entire season in Major League Baseball. But if the trade deadline arrives and you just know you're just not going to make a run at the postseason, well, yeah, dump some older expensive dudes on expiring contracts and build for the future with young prospects or guys that are you know manageable financially with years remaining on their deals. That's just commonplace. But NBA teams have started the season tanking. Some major league baseball teams, the the Astros mini dynasty was a byproduct of tanking for an extended period. And, you know, some believe the Marlins and others are trying to follow a similar blueprint. I don't think it works as well in the NFL. And I think that's why we've seen examples of it in hockey, baseball, and basketball. And at least not, you know, the classic example in the NFL. Now what? Half of the NFL knows they're not making the playoffs. I mean, we, we almost know, what, nine of the 12 playoff teams? I, I know not mathematically, but it feels that way, right? There's only a couple up for grabs, really. Those that know they're not making it are not going to classically tank. You know what they're going to do? They're going to play their backups a lot. So, yeah, you're, you're kind of losing on purpose or, or increasing the chance that you lose so that instead of picking seventh, maybe you're going to pick first, second, or third. And if you have your eye on whomever, that next quarterback, that next superstar, you know, maybe one of the guys at the Heisman Trophy presentation in New York City tomorrow night, 
yes, it might matter if you're one or two versus number seven. 1-800-849-2761. Let's get to the phone calls on the other side. Tavares in Greenville has the NFL on his mind. Jared in Louisville also has football on his mind. Hutch in Wilmington wants to take us elsewhere. You can be next with your question, comment, or complaint. 1-800-849-2761. If you didn't see the Ravens beat the Jets last night, let me just remind you of this. Baltimore has won a team record 10 straight games, seven of those 10 against teams that either definitely are in the playoffs this year or very likely to end up in the playoffs this year. It's not just a cream puff filled 10 game winning streak for the Baltimore Ravens. And in case you didn't notice, you know what the number one headline is today? MVP candidate Lamar Jackson not only played after a week when he was dealing with a quad injury, he broke Michael Vick's all-time single-season quarterback rushing record. That's the number one headline. No quarterback ever has rushed for more yards than Lamar Jackson has this season in the history of the NFL. And the guy's got two games to go in the regular season, right? So he broke that famous record of Michael Vick pretty darn early. That is not the most important takeaway, even though Lamar Jackson just made all-time NFL history. I'll tell you the more important takeaway from the Ravens' win over the Jets and more generally the Ravens' story this year as we come back to your calls, 1-800-849-2761, next on The David Glenn Show. He's the UVA head basketball coach, Tony Bennett. You always believed in us i guess you were the wind beneath our wings there you go How's that? <laughs> do we but, have uh, background music that's for that? right that's bet Mendler. there we go you are the wind my wings. keep it right here on the david glenn show Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Free For All Friday. The one thing I promised, and then your calls. Eugene is in Mills River, North Carolina. Jared in Louisville. Tavares in Greenville. Hutch in Wilmington. You can be next with your question, comment, or complaint at 1-800-849-2761. As a guy who worked in the newspaper industry back in the day, I can tell you that the number one headline you're reading coming out of Thursday night football as we look forward to an NFL weekend that includes Texans at Titans, Bears at Packers, Rams at Cowboys, Bills at Steelers, and of course the Seahawks visiting your Carolina Panthers, Army-Navy leading the way with the FCS playoffs as well on the college side. From a news item standpoint, of course the number one story was not just the Ravens beating the Jets as expected, but MVP candidate Lamar Jackson, the former Heisman winner at Louisville, broke Michael Vick's all-time single-season quarterback rushing record. Yes, that is the lead item. He made history. No quarterback in the history of this league has ever rushed for more yards than Lamar Jackson has this season for the Ravens, and he broke Michael Vick's record in only 14 games. He has two more regular season games to go. That is the lead news item. You have to report the breaking and making of history, of course. The most important analytical item is actually something that has nothing to do with Lamar Jackson's legs. Would you believe that right now, Lamar Jackson, and if you didn't know or didn't watch, he threw for five touchdowns against the New York Jets last night. I grew up watching Michael Vick. I grew up an Eagles fan watching Randall Cunningham, another guy whose name comes up in these conversations about the greatest dual-threat quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. We all have witnessed here in my statewide audience 
the, the wonders of Cam Newton. Whatever you think of Cam, he's one of the greatest dual-threat quarterbacks statistically in the history of the NFL. That part is beyond argument. We can debate everything else, but the numbers are flat out there for Cam fitting this description as well. Do you know what Michael Vick never did? Do you know what Randall Cunningham never did? Do you know what, in our backyard, Cam Newton has never done? They have never put together the kind of passing season that Lamar Jackson is doing right now. So, again, the history-making headline, yes, he broke Michael Vick's rushing record from the quarterback position. What's more important? Why didn't Michael Vick take more teams further in the playoffs? Why didn't Randall Cunningham take more Eagles teams while entertaining as heck further in the playoffs? Why has Cam Newton had that one mega special MVP season surrounded by others where you're wondering about his completion percentage or, yeah, he's great converting fourth and short and third and short and goal line situations, but can he throw into those tighter windows? Can he make those throws in the red zone? Why do some of those questions linger for those guys? Well, because their numbers don't back up that they ever became truly polished passers. As great as they were with their legs, undeniably so, do you know how often, and, and if, for Lamar Jackson, just as a reference point, point, right now with the Ravens, record setting on the ground. We all get that. As a passer, he has 33 touchdown passes and six interceptions. I am not a math major, but that is at least five times as many touchdown passes as interceptions. Do you know how many times in Cam Newton's nine-year NFL career he has had five times as many touchdown passes as interceptions? Zero. Never even close. His MVP season, he had 35 TD passes and 10 INTs. So a three-plus-to-one ratio. That's a heck of a ratio, by the way. Nothing to sneeze at there. But many other years in Cam's career, he had trouble having twice as many touchdown passes as interceptions, and that's part of the blemish on his resume. Similarly, I watched Michael Vick for the Falcons back in the day. I watched Michael Vick for my Eagles. Do you know how many times? He had three times as many touchdown passes as interceptions. He was in the NFL from the turn of the century through 2015. You know how many times he had even three times as many touchdown passes as INTs? Once. A magical year with Andy Reid in Philly, 21 TD passes, only six inter interceptions. Nothing else like those numbers and that ratio over a decade and a half of Michael Vick in the NFL. Same with Randall Cunningham. These guys have insane rushing numbers, and they have some impressive passing numbers. Lamar Jackson is not just doing what they did with their legs. He is both doing what they did with their legs from the quarterback position and throwing at an efficient level that in their best years, Michael Vick, Cam Newton, and Randall Cunningham never reached. If you look at quarterback rating right now as we speak in the National Football League, right, not QBR, the ESPN number, but the passer rating, Believe it or not, Lamar Jackson is top two in the NFL right now. Lamar Jackson's efficiency numbers passing are higher than those of Drew Brees and Russell Wilson and Matthew Stafford and Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Garoppolo and Deshaun Watson. He just set the all-time record for single-season rushing yardage by a quarterback, and yet his passing numbers are are through the roof in ways that other guys like him from NFL history never reached.
history was made last night. And credit Lamar Jackson and the Ravens staff for pulling that off. In the bigger picture, we know the Ravens are not the number one threat to win the Super Bowl this year because of Lamar Jackson's legs. They're the number one threat because they're the only team in the NFL, top five in the efficiency rankings on offense and defense and special teams. Not a single team that can say we're top five in all three, except for the Baltimore Ravens. You got Justin Tucker, the best kicker in the league. You've got John Harbaugh, one of the best special teams coaches in the league. And you've developed a top five defense to go with this top two offense of Lamar Jackson. Of course, the running matters. Of course, he is a Swiss Army knife type of weapon that is giving defensive coordinators sleepless nights. But if it was only the Cam Newton style, Randall Cunningham style, Michael Vick legs, yeah, they'd be going crazy. But they would think when we get you in the playoffs, maybe in trickier conditions, and you can't throw into those windows or you can't put together that kind of TDINT ratio, we're going to get you. We're going to get you. The way I watched them get Michael Vick and they got Randall Cunningham and they've often gotten Cam Newton. Not this Lamar Jackson, folks. If you think of him only as a run-first quarterback, you are simply diving into stereotypes and not paying attention. It is hard to have 33 touchdown passes and only six interceptions. Those other dual-threat quarterbacks never came close to a 5-to-1 ratio there, and that's exactly where Lamar Jackson is sitting through 15 weeks of the NFL. 1-800-849-2761. Tavares is in Greenville, North Carolina, and next on the David Glenn Show. Hey, DG, um, this is what I have to say when it comes to the Patriots. I believe that Belichick and Brady deserve an asterisk on their dynasty. And also, I don't think that he shouldn't get into the Hall of Fame, but like other players have diminished their reputation through the act that they have done, they are putting a blemish on the game. Whenever someone puts a blemish on their particular sport, they're, to me, they're no longer considered to be great. What Tom Brady and Belichick have, this, they have this stench of cheating on them. I can't, I can't give them a pass on that. I, I give you the pretty, you're a pretty boy, Tom. I can't take away from your talent, the thing that you have done on the on the on the football field. But I cannot give you the first uh, ballot Hall of Fame because of this stench that is on you and your dynasty. Are you more bothered by Spygate from more than a decade ago, more bothered by, like, this week's headlines or Deflategate or something else? I mean, I know that's a lot, but in my opinion, uh, A, it's more on Bill Belichick, the stench, than it is on Tom Brady. Uh, and B, Spygate was worse that by itself, was worse than every other accusation toward Bill Belichick and the Patriots combined. It, 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 was, it was purposeful. I know I'm cheating, and I dare you to catch me, and I'm going to have an excuse ready if you do catch me. That's how outrageous Spygate was. And, and the Patriots are lucky more people don't remember it more accurately. It was outrageous. It way crossed the line into cheating. It was obviously and patently cheating the way they videotaped opposing coaches' signals uh, and how they did it. And, of course, they had their excuse for it. Uh, we weren't planning to use that in the same game. We thought it was okay to record it and use that knowledge to future games. I mean, it was totally non-believable. 
And as someone who's professionally trained, you know, we, we, we talk about societal issues. I'm professionally trained, whether I'm watching impeachment hearings or listening to Spygate details or Deflategate. As an attorney, I am professionally trained to know the difference between what's called a good faith argument and a bad faith argument. A bad faith argument is basically, we think you are so stupid, so uneducated, so primitive, so gullible and so, so naive that we're going to lay a stack of crap on a platter and hope you're dumb enough, partisan enough, or ignorant enough to buy it. That's what a bad faith argument it is. And I know one when I see one, and I have the professional training that demands that I see it. Bill Belichick's Spygate excuse was a bad faith argument. Good faith arguments are where intelligent people disagree, and you put up your advocacy, and I put up mine, and we debate, and, and nobody's lying to you on purpose or misleading you on purpose. Spygate was a bad faith argument, and I shudder as an American that so many Americans are swallowing bad faith arguments as we speak beyond the sports world, and in this case, within the sports world. Same with the whole Russian boxers are going to you know, boycott the Olympics. Like, are you clowns ridiculous enough to believe the Russian government when they say they haven't been cheating? Like, the mountain of evidence against Russia cheating in international sports competition is through the roof. Like, they're breaking into labs in the middle of the night and changing out test tubes and got caught. They're falsifying evidence on computers and got caught red-handed. And yet these blithering idiots are like, nah, I don't know, man, not sure. Putin says we didn't do it. I don't know why we're being singled out. You're being singled out because there's the largest mountain of evidence that you're a bunch of doping frauds in the history of international sports. And yet there they are claiming innocence, and I can't believe it, and the big guy says we didn't do it, and we promise we're serious, and scarily, most Russian citizens actually believe that nonsense. I mean, that's, that's how much of an Orwellian world they're living in over there, and at times it feels like we're living in something similar over here. 1-800-849-2761. Back to your calls next on The David Glenn Show. I made a reference to Mike Krzyzewski of Duke and his GOAT status. And I kid you not, I got angry emails. If I really wanted to insult somebody, I would include some kind of sentence about being in the leaping prairie chewing on grass. This is the David Glenn Show. An NFL player was waived today, two days after using the word retard to criticize one of his own critics. He later refused to apologize for it. Political correctness gone awry or the right thing to do? Your calls, too, next. Dean in Wilmington, you're up on the David Glenn Show. The NCAA book on violations is so sick Superman has trouble carrying. This is true. However, it's not buried into the small print in the back that you're not allowed to drive luxury cars that aren't yours, okay? <laughs> Keep it here on the David Glenn Show.